Hey everyone, did you think it was gonna be different? Well, so did I. What I've learned is that I'm not your typical daughter, mom, ex-wife, business owner, or maybe I am, but I just don't know it because no one talks about it. We are all too busy with a bunch of different balls in the air to take time to process, well, just about anything. But that is all gonna change with this tribe. Ladies, I'm one of you. I've been there and done that. And we don't need to go through it alone. Will we be practical? Yep. Will we be goofy? Absolutely. Will we swear? You bet your sweet ass. By the way, little secret, this is not going to be the podcast you want to listen to in the van with your kids. So ladies, slip on your heels because we all feel more powerful in heels. Grab your wine because it's five o'clock somewhere. And let's dive into Not Your 1950s Housewife with me, Gina Seminary. All right, everybody. I am glad to be here with the guy that made me. <laughs> At least in this aspect of my life. Podcasting. Podcasting, yes. yes. So I have the uh, honor of spending the next half hour or so with David Mamano, America's entrepreneur coach. Um, David sent me his bio, which is literally a full page long. I'm going to abbreviate a little bit, but there's a lot I did not know about you. Mm. Um, for more than 20 years, Dave has been a serial entrepreneur, which I did know. Mm-hmm. Having started seven businesses from scratch, he thrives on starting and growing businesses. Today, he thrives on helping others start or grow their businesses and or podcasts mm. by infusing the latest entrepreneurial principles into their strategy. He graduated from University of Buffalo. Did you know that? I did not. There you go. But I also did not know that you were a graduate of MIT Entrepreneurial Master's Program. Yes, you have more respect for me now? Just a little. <laughs> I didn't even know that they had that. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. How it's, long is the program? It's a three-year program. How frequently? Uh, you, go, uh, you go actually once a year for an extended period of time. It's a certificate program, so I don't think I'm that smart. I don't have my MBA. Got it. But still. Uh, from MIT, it's a three-year program. You go, you go for five days, like total intensive program Correct. for three years, and then you get your certificate. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, it was like one of the best experiences of my life. I, well, and there were sixty people from around the world in the program. Huge. And I'm still friends with most of them. Like I could go to, I did. I went to India. I visited one of the guys in the class in, in India a few years ago. I mean Australia. I mean all over the world. So people are. This is a national program. International program. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now this, I laughed out loud. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. So Dave is an author. Mm-hmm. In 2004, you published your first book, which was fine. 101 mm-hmm. Things You Can Do to Become an Outstanding Young Adult. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Love it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Second book, Make Love in the Workplace. <laughs> yes. You didn't like, like that book? I don't know. I mean, Amazon bestseller. And a guy of no shit. (laughs) (laughs) That ruins single-handedly a lot of relationships, I'm sure. Yes. A guide to awesome culture in the office. It is about workplace culture. I'm glad we're saying that. Yes, I did. I did have to put. It's not like Matt Lauer's guide to (laughs) the workplace. It's (laughs) about successful workplace culture strategies. (laughs) And, And you're working on a new one. I'm working on a new one. Yeah, I'm working on a new one about being a well-balanced entrepreneur. 
I think I'm going to like title it check every box Okay. because a lot of entrepreneurs are very over-focused on their business and then other areas of their life are suffering, hmm. such as relationships, such as mental health, physical health, spirituality. And I think like the full entrepreneur, the fully successful entrepreneur is somebody now, we're not going to get it right, right? You and I, we've had ups and downs. Which is all. why you've started seven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've started seven. Right. And, uh, you know, I mean, but it's, it's about striving to be successful in all those areas. Are we always going to like check every box 24 seven? No, but are, are we going to be cognizant of those other areas of our life and, and really try to be like you, like you're a great businesswoman, but I also know you strive to be a great mother. Right. Mm -hmm. And you are, um, you eat well, right. You are in great shape. Right. So you're, you're in, we're drinking wine. Cheers. There we go. <laughs> Mommy, daddy juice. There, there we go. go. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, that, you know, I've, I've met, especially males, I've seen a lot of successful male business people and they're like 60s, 70s. They did really well in business, millionaires. But you know what? They're, I'm like, oh my God, you are so unhealthy. Are you going to make it to like 72? Right. Or, oh wow, you're on your fourth marriage. Great. You know, so um, so really just as, it, you know, people our age, and I say our age, I know you're, I think, exactly 10 years younger than me. Correct. So we'll say in our area of age, are we thinking about this stuff now so that we, when we are 60, 70, 80, we can look back and be like, wow, we, we, were, we really worked to make a success out of all these different categories of our life. Business, yes, but not just business. So that's, 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 that's where I, as now that I've turned the ripe young age of 50, right. um, I'm aware of this stuff. Like I, wa I want my kids when I'm 65, I want my kids to be psyched to see me, right? Mm -hmm. I want to have, I want to be in great shape where I can still run a marathon, right? I want to have a great relationship with God, right? And, um, uh, you know, so, so those, those are areas that I'm also focusing, focusing on. I think it's very important. And I think it's interesting as you say that because mm -hmm. when I started my business in 2004, mm -hmm. that was one of the very first things that I was taught. Yeah. And I find it ironic because now you're circling back around to that. But when we used to put together our quote unquote business plans, I then switched it and called it my life plan yeah. because I didn't just want my year to be based on my business goals. It's right. based on personal goals, personal financial goals, yeah. family goals. Yeah. Um, because not every year is going to be a win in every area of your life to what you're saying. Right. Um, but I've now been in business for 15 years and every yeah. year when I put together my plan, most of my male counterparts think I'm crazy yeah. because my plan is not a business plan. It's a life plan. Like right. I'm trying to win the long game. You guys can win the short game. It's a marathon. Right. Not, not a sprint. So over at the end of the year, I want to be able to look at all areas of my life and see, did I just yeah. improve a little bit on all of those areas. Right. So I, I think that. that'll be a great concept for a book. Well, what I did, I took this course about eight months ago. It's called Think It, Be It. And it's based mm -hmm. on the principles of uh, the book, Think and Grow Rich. Of and course. it's about, you know, creating a visualization for all these areas, right? And uh, so you go through this whole class, this whole program about creating a very detailed visualization about each category that's important to you. <laughs> and usually it's, you know, it's mental health, physical health, career, mm -hmm. spirituality, relationships, right? So I ended up, hmm. you know, uh, the end result is I had this document that I could read in 10 to 12 minutes every morning. And, you know, the whole, the whole thing, you become what you think about. And the fact that I'm reading this every day guess where I'm moving to, oh, yeah. right? Like oh, yeah. it, it's like, I think it's like science. Like you, you literally kind of change and, and train your brain to, to make you move in those directions. It's so funny you said that mm -hmm. because last week I told the kids, 
they had just gotten back from camp that they love, Camp Stella Mars. Mm-hmm. And I hate putting it at the beginning of the summer because when they come back, no matter what I do after that for the rest of the summer, it sucks. Right. Yeah. Like, oh my God, they just are struggling through everything. And I remember sitting them down last week saying, okay, here's our theme for the rest of the summer. And they're like, oh, what mom? Mm-hmm. And I was like, thoughts become things. Beautiful. And Dominic's like, so I can like start thinking of my like Nintendo new thing that I want. I was like, yeah. it doesn't exactly work that way, right. <laughs> but yeah, good yeah. try. Yeah. You become what you think about. No, you will not become a cannoli. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I want one right now. Right. You can have one if you really think. If you really want one, you can make it happen. <laughs> but it, it was interesting. Like of all the different things I've learned as a business owner, mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that should transcend no matter what you do is the power behind our thoughts. Right. And that's what I'm trying, like of all the different things I've learned, I was like, what can I instill in the kids this summer? Like what's one quirky thing that I learned probably accurately in life at the right time, but that it would be so much better if they learned this now, like your mental perspective. And that that was my whole idea. They were going to, oh, science camp at the Rochester Museum and Science Center. Yeah. Phenomenal experience. Yeah. An opportunity that a lot of kids don't get to have. Yeah. They did. And you would have thought I was telling them that they were picking weeds for the next 40 hours. Right. They were just dreading it. I was like, you know what? What you think about is going to happen. So you better find a different spin on it. Make a new friend, find something new, right? Like retrain your brain, find the positive, because if you think it's going to suck, it's going to suck. (laughs) I know. I love what you're saying. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, uh, Wayne Dyer, right? Okay. Unfortunately he's passed away now, but his teaching, his books, his videos are fantastic. And I just watched a video he did that talks exactly what you're saying. So he was walking on the beach and he lives in Hawaii and there was a, a, a new couple that had just moved to his area walking on the beach. And they said, Oh, we just moved from New York. Um, you know, where the, uh, the, the people are kind of stuffy and mean and, um, you know, what's this area like? And he goes, um, well, what you'll probably find is stuffy and mean people because that's how, that's, that was in their mind. Like that's how they seeing. viewed yeah. people. And then he met another couple from the Midwest who just moved to Hawaii. And they said, hey, you know, Mr. Dwyer, Mr. Dyer, where, where are, what are these people like here in Hawaii? And he said, well, what are people like from your town? Oh, they're friendly. They're outgoing. They're loving. And he goes, that, that's what you're going to find here as well. Hmm. Because that was in their mind. Yeah, you know? your and lens. It, it totally, it, it, you, you, you know, the word, I love the word, uh, you know, manifest or, or just the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. You attract what is in your brain. And, you know, the, the, I love the example where all of a sudden, you know, if I want to buy a red Alfa Romeo, uh, guess what I'm going to see a lot of in the mm-hmm. next month, right? I'm going to see a lot of red because I'm, I'm like thinking about Focus it. I'm looking it. for them yep. and where I never saw them before because I hadn't, I hadn't thought about getting those. So just like that. If you have something in your brain that you want and in, you set up a system of repetition, right, to kind of train your brain and, and create that habit, all of a sudden you'll find yourself moving towards that and manifesting it. Did you ever read the book? And I thought of it. I don't remember anything. And I remember this when you were talking. Mm. The Strangest Secret oh my God. by Earl, Earl Nightingale. Oh. <laughs> I had that on DV. I had it on CD. You're, you're going to laugh your you-know-what off. Well, I can, oh, we you can, can swear. swear. You're going to laugh your ass off. What? <laughs> so, you know, Alessio, my son, yeah. he's, he's eight years old, right. like, like Dominic's yeah. eight, right? So he's in the back of my car yesterday and he goes, uh, dad, I don't like this song. Guess what I put on? I have the, the, CD, the CD in your car, the strangest the secret, best. like the original recording no, from 1956. Best. And he listened to it. He got into it. It it's was so it was, good. It's just yesterday. I yeah. can't tell anybody. He's the father. He's the father of all this stuff. But I'm that's what you. I'm trying to like, like, yeah. how do I? put that in my kid's head. Yeah. I'm just going to put it on the CD. 
I'm just going to plop it in and be like, this is what we're listening to. Well, it sounds like you're already doing it. You know, I mean, it's, I think it's, you know, the things you're already telling them, you know, I think, I think it's a lot of repetition at this point because at that age, they're like, whatever, mom, right. Whatever, mom. Right. But I think it's just, you know, continuing to, to give them these thoughts of like, Hey, if you think about it, you can make it happen. You know, it, it, it will start, it will start to become a habit for your kids. I think. Well, I'm trying to think I'm, I'm listening to another audio book and now of course mm-hmm. I can't remember the name. Oh, I think it's called like Sweat the Little Things or The Little Things Matter or something. It's yeah. a great audiobook. Yeah. Um, and the author is the one that is actually reading it. So he's phenomenal. I highly recommend it. But yeah. they're like 10 to 15 minute little snippets mm-hmm. about sweat this little thing. Like yeah. this little thing matters. This little thing matters. Yeah. Um, and one of the ones that they were talking about, and I listened to it on the way back from New Jersey. My kids were in the back, mm. goofing around, doing whatever they were doing. And I listened to the 10, 15 minutes, and then I stopped it. And I was like, kids, put your stuff down. I want you to listen to this. Right. And it was all about doing things different matters, mm. right? Like if you do things the way that everybody else does things, you will end up exactly where they are. And chances are you're going to complain just like they do. Yeah. And he used the example of a banana. Mm. Do you know how you're supposed to peel a banana? Oh, from the bottom, actually. You're right? supposed to peel it from the bottom. Yeah, yeah. That's what like gorillas do, I think, right? I don't yeah. know. I guess maybe. But yeah, yeah. he went through and explained why everybody peels it from the wrong end just because everybody else does it. But right. in yeah. reality, when you do that, you mush the top of your banana. If you that peel it true. from the bottom, yeah. you never peel. And the funny thing is, is I had heard that years ago and I told them probably about two months ago when they were peeling a banana and Dom mm. mushed the top. I go, well, it's because you're doing it wrong. Right. And he goes, no, I'm not. Everybody does it this way. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. So then when I found that audio, I played it for him yeah. and he was like, okay, well, fine. Now we'll peel the banana, banana the other right. one. I said, now you're going to be a leader. <laughs> I'm like, I teach know. all your friends. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. And, and, uh, I, I've told, I told my kids forever since they were born, uh, that my, my biggest fear is that they will be like everybody else. Yeah. You know, and I, I, and they roll my eyes when I say it now, yeah. you know? Uh, but that's good. I think I think when your kids roll your eyes, roll their eyes. Yeah, you, it means like the message yes. has has, uh, has has gotten through. Yes, yes. You know? They're so sick of hearing it. There's a great saying that only dead fish swim with the current, right? <laughs> so be different. Swim against the current. Stand out. I mean, who wants to be in the sea of sameness with everybody else? I know. People think I'm batshit crazy. You do, and I <laughs> and I am, and I am. You know, but batshit crazy fucking change the world. They make things. You know, like uh, Ray Kroc, he was batshit crazy. Walt Disney, he was batshit crazy, know, right? right? You Everybody know, wasn't I mean, it's like, you know, Steve Jobs, batshit crazy, right? And uh, so I think it's good to be a little batshit crazy, if not a lot. Just have your balance. Have a, have, yeah, be a well-balanced, batshit yeah. crazy man Person. scientist entrepreneur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I had some questions for you. Yes. So seeing as though you've started so many businesses, hmm? When you meet someone and they come to you going, Dave, I want to be an entrepreneur. Will you help me? Will you coach me? Will you mentor me? Whatever. Mm-hmm. When you walk away from that first meeting, what are you looking for from someone who is either going to have it or not have it? And if they don't have it, do you think it's trainable? Um, so my opinion, which is, which is a little counterculture, is that entrepreneurs are born, right? Now, people say, oh, they can be made. You know, certainly, like... I could be an engineer, right? Like I could go to school. Mm-hmm. I could become an engineer. Guess what? I would be a shitty engineer because I'm just not built for it, right? right? Right. Like my brother-in-law is an engineer. I love him. And I, I would talk to him forever about anything. Um, but he, I don't understand his, what he does for a living, right? right. Like I just, I, so I could be an engineer. I'd be a bad one, right? So people could be entrepreneurs. Absolutely, right? They could go to school. They could learn how to be an entrepreneur. 
I personally think it's a, it's a trait that you're born with <laughs> and uh, sure. just like any other career, right? Like you're born, you're born, you're like, you have a mindset and, and this innate skill to be certain things, right? So I look for that. I look for somebody who doesn't talk about um, being scared about going forward, about, but they're talking about the possibilities, they're talking about the, the potential. I, I look for that look in their eyes of like complete passion. Right. I don't judge their idea because what do I know? Right. You know, someone came to me. This is some of the stuff you're doing. <laughs> I know. Exactly. If someone came to me, you know, eight years ago, 10 years ago, and said, I had this idea where um, people will rent out their houses and will compete with the hotel business. I would think like, who's going to let people in their house, right? Right. Airbnb. Right. Hello. I, I, I probably would have said that was a crazy idea. Right. You know, and now they're the largest purveyor of quote unquote hotel rooms in the world, right? <laughs> or if someone came to me 10 years ago and said, I have this idea where anybody could be a taxi driver. Right. You go on an app and you'll just say, hey, I need a ride. Somebody you don't know with their own car will pick you up and take you there. I probably would have thought, axe murderer, no way. What right. a dumb idea, right? right? Hello, largest purveyor of taxi rides in the world, Uber, right? So I never judge ideas because what do I know? Like right. who, who am I to judge? But what I do look for is this like complete passion and, and openness to the possibilities. Because uh, like I said before, you, know, you find a way to make it happen. Right. You find a way. Right. Because you know, people, like, people that aren't innate entrepreneurs, sometimes we'll talk about like, why they can't do it. And I, I want to hear like, why they can do it, like how they will find a way to make it happen. And I kind of add on to that, though. I feel like optimistic people. Mm -hmm lend themselves better to Absolutely. Yeah. You know, cause you have to find another way around something. It's not always going to be the path that you thought it was going to be. It's not always yeah. going to be the plan, the way that you planned it. Yeah. If you want it enough to your point, the passion, you'll find, you'll a, way. find a way around you'll it. Find a way. The money, the money will appear. The opportunity, the people, the money, the opportunities, I'm telling you, in my opinion, I was gonna say. they will appear. And look at me. I started my first business in 1995. I was 25. I had no money, no nothing. I had an idea for a magazine to help high school students with their future. It was called Next Step. Right. I had no experience running a magazine. I was 25. Didn't know my asthma hole in the ground. Like I said, no money. <laughs> but guess what? I still had no money. Yeah. Quit my real job. And got, you did? Quit my real job and started Next Step Magazine, which became Next Step U. And which became a, you know, a multi-million dollar Inc. 5000 company. I found a way to make it happen. But at night, for the first three years, I was working at Ruby Tuesdays and Mario's. Oh, yeah, you serving, were. Serving meatballs and chopping broccoli for the salad bar. Woo! But I found a way to make it happen. So what yeah. were you doing before 25? Because this was my other question. Yeah. Did you ever work as a full-time, nine-to-five, salaried employee working for the man well, or the woman? But kind whatever. of salary. It was all commission, right? Which you know commission, right? Right. Um, I worked. My first job out of college was, and I did this for three years, was at a radio station. Three radio stations, actually. So I sold advertising for local radio stations. So it was like a, you know, real company and. Yeah. But I, you were never like, Dave, you need to be here at nine and you need to stay here till five. And I no. want to know when you pee and you only get, you know, no. you earn 0.25 days of vacation every week. No, you that work. Never, that would have given me an ulcer in about four days. See, yeah. it took yeah, me yeah. three years. Yeah. I was, I did that for three years. It was the longest three years of my life. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 I felt like a caged animal in the sales job where I, I had tons of freedom. Yeah, 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 if yeah. I had to go nine to five, oh my gosh. I would have I I felt like a caged animal. There's no doubt. It's just not in my blood. That's what I mean. Like, like I think entrepreneurs are born because like, I just couldn't do it. Yes. I could not do it. You know? <laughs> I tried to fit. I didn't fit. 
I'm not yeah. one to fit quite well. Well you, and, well, you are, you know, such a unique slice of a person, right? I mean, you are. You, <laughs> you know, mean you're, that you're, in the I, best way. I do, I do. <laughs> like, it's very hard to classify you, right? Because you're, you know, you're very, you're, you're, you're edgy, you're adventurous, yet you're very responsible. And, you know, and, and you, you've got your quote unquote real job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you aren't really like, if I were to describe who typically has that type of job, like you, you would not be the description. Right. So, but you do very well at it too. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, you like, I think I described your personality one time pretty good to you and you were like, wow. Yeah, you did. What did you say? Well, I forgot, but I, I was like, you know, essentially, you know, you're edgy, and I wouldn't want to piss you off. Yes, you wouldn't want to right? cross me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to cross you. You obviously would kill for your kids. Yep. But I also, but you're very sensitive and empathetic as well. And I, and I think I said something like, I probably could also make you cry in less than a minute too if yes. I really wanted to, <laughs> which I don't. But you know, so like you're 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 you've got a you're you're very unique, and I think that's why we're friends is because I, I appreciate you know uh, unique people like you. So want to know yeah. my personality type? Sure. Is you- it is there is it classified yet? Well, yes. <laughs> yes, but here's the interesting thing. The Myers-Briggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever done that? I did years ago, and I don't remember what I am at all. See, and I did a long time ago, too. And mm. then about two years ago, one of my girlfriends and I were hanging out, and I was with her husband. And mm. apparently, I guess when I left, he had said, you know, she's a lot like me. I bet you she's my personality type. Right. So sure as shit, I got online and took that. She goes, you might want to do this. Yeah. And I was like, why? She goes, just do it and let me know. Yeah. Um, so it turns out I'm an INFJ, which... In essence, means very little to mm-hmm. me right now. But here's what I did learn: that less than one percent, less than two percent of the population is this. Wow! And less than one percent of women is this. Wow! See, I was so right on. Very you unique. were so, yeah, yeah. and it's when you said that to me, I remember thinking, yeah. okay, he's a good read. Yeah. Um, because we are just, you know, we can be, um, very introverted. Yeah. When we need to recharge. And we can also be, you know, very extroverted when we go out, but we absorb people's energy. So we only do it for a little bit amount of time. And when we're done, we're done. Like it's so me when I was reading this and I was like, you know what, that is my personality. Yeah. And I can see that. I'm that little unique slice of life. I can see you being semi-introverted and semi-like, you know what, I need Oh, and I need to charge, I need my space. Yep. At the same time, I remember, and you're going to laugh, the first time I remember meeting you, you were walking out of Wegmans. And, and we had already met, so shame on me for not remembering. But uh, you, you uh, had a big smile on your face, and you looked at me like you knew me, and you said, hello, Dave. And I was like, she knows me. But you were very, like, very, like, charismatic and friendly and appeared to be very outgoing and warm, right? Right, yeah. And then, uh, and then you reminded me of how we met, and yep. it came back to me. Yep. Um, so, so that's one aspect of your personality, right? Like, you were very warm and friendly and welcoming, right? Like, big smile. Right. But I could, I, I could also see the side of you when you're like, you know what? Um, I need to be alone yep. for like at least a day, maybe, maybe more, maybe more. A little, little, little wine and yep. just my thoughts and exactly. reflection, maybe a girlfriend or two, yep. uh, but you know, so. <laughs> only in small doses. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So here's another question that I have mm. for you too. I think of a lot of women who may, maybe stay at home moms mm-hmm. that want to do side hustles. Yeah. Like just something to tap back into the life they had before they had kids or something to make a little extra money. Mm-hmm. Are there certain characteristics or things that they should look for in careers to start or franchises to participate in, or if they don't have a certain amount of time, don't do it, right? Like 
Because yeah. I do think of a lot of my friends who have their nine to five job, yeah. but side hustle doing something else. Right. right. And I think to your point, like the whole Uber thing, like a ton of people do that. Like there yeah. are um, Instacart. Yeah. Right. Like the guy who dropped off my groceries the other day was the happiest pig in shit. And he's like, yeah. I love what I do. He's like, right. I do this after hours and it's so much fun. And I was yeah. like, huh. Right. There are so many options now for people. Right. Yeah. But are there certain people who shouldn't do it? Are there, you know, certain people who should participate in ones that are already established yeah. like Instacart or Uber or start their own? Because I do think a million times of these ideas. Yeah. Right. Passing ideas. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's so cool. Right. Yeah. I'll never do that. <laughs> right. But are there certain people that should tap into that and do it if they want extra money and well, stuff I, I on think, the side? I think there's two different things. So if they want extra money, then you know, they, they could be, we'll call them semi-entrepreneurial, right? They could start these pre-established side hustles like a beach body, right? right? Or, uh, <laughs> or um, you know, some of these uh, uh, skincare products, right? right. Is Dude, it like, well, I, I sold, is it Avon? Yeah. Avon. Yeah. Avon. Yeah, because it's Avon, Avon New York, but Avon. Avon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Binghamton, I sold Avon. There you go. It was so bad. Yeah, it's pre-established, right? Maria, Maria did it too. Maria, our friend Maria Kay. Did she really? Did well, she Avon. did Mary Kay too. No? I mean, Mary Kay. Oops. I was the same. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Oops. Sorry, Maria. Sorry, Maria. My fault. My bad. <laughs> she did Mary Kay. Um, or was it Nexium? Or I have a uh-huh, cousin uh-huh, doing uh-huh. that. You know. So you know, it's. I think that's. You, you see some women doing that because sometimes they don't have a full-time job. Maybe they have kids. Maybe they don't need money. Right. Uh, and they just want to keep busy. Right. Right. So right, they, right. they do the stuff on the side. So that's that's one thing, right? Um, you know, if if you uh, you know, once again, if you do want to start an entrepreneurial side hustle, uh, that's great. And but it takes a lot of passion, creativity, focus, work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times, if you're starting something, you know, entrepreneurial, you're not doing something pre-established, right? You're doing something from scratch. Maybe your idea. Maybe it's like a digital marketing company. I don't know, right? Um, so, but that that takes a lot of focus and a lot of instigative efforts to make it happen, you know. And I have to tell you, so this whole this whole like Me Too movement and uh, right. the, the whole women's movement in the past, you know, three to five years that has really blossomed, which I think is great. Yeah, you know. For me, it's nothing new. Like when I had Next Step, I had about 20 employees. And at any given time, 70% were women. Like right. I, I, you know, Avanti, you know, uh, if you ever look at a slice of Avanti, once again, it's like 60, 70% women. Right. Now, I would like to say like, oh, I am this altruistic, big thinker, inclusive, you know. Uh, but it's just, I don't mean to do it. It just happens, right? Because I don't really, like, I, I actually hate the term women entrepreneur. Like, no, no, you're just an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. Like, why do you have to segment yourself, right? Like, you are- I think there's just less of us. But you know what? Or there was less of us. But you're better. A hundred percent. That's not what we're talking about. I know. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, I do. But, you know, like, and this this may be literally off color. I I hate when people say, like, I'm an African-American business owner or uh, or an Italian-American business owner or I'm a woman entrepreneur. Like- why segment yourself like that? Like you are just a great entrepreneur in general. Hmm. I don't care if you're a woman or if you're African-American. Like that's great. Let's celebrate that for sure. But, you know, first and foremost, let's lead with the fact that you are just a great entrepreneur or, or fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. I happen to be a woman. I happen to be African-American. I happen to be Italian-American. Whatever you are, you could celebrate that too. But lead with the fact that, it has it, it that that you're just leading a category based on 
your 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 own grit, your 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 will, your talent, your passion. Mm-hmm. That's what's great, you know. And like that could be. That's not that opinion is not for everybody. But my book, Make Love in the Workplace. <laughs> you know why I could get away with that? Because I can't believe like your publisher wasn't like now, Dave. Yeah. Well, it was. You know, it, it, in, in the way I could get away with that is because anybody that knew me knew that that I. I was not that type of, well, quote unquote, like Matt Lauer boss. Right, right. right. <laughs> like, like it was all about creating a great workplace culture. I wonder right? how many books you sold to the guys that were like, right. yes, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Finally. And then, and then they were disappointed, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> culture. I don't want right. culture. Yeah. <laughs> I want the blonde. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I've always, I've always hired people based on talent. I don't care what color they are, which oh, yeah. they are. Whatever they are, like if I feel they're the best person for the job, that's why I will hire them. You know, and that and 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 I think that's why I've always had a great variety of people in my world because I go I go for the expertise and the talent and the passion and the attitude. And then if they happen to be a woman, great. If they happen to be African American, great. But I I, I go for the talent and the attitude first. It's interesting that you say that because in my role, part of my job is to recruit and develop financial advisors. Yeah. And I've seen some of them that want to make this industry their side hustle. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Can't right? Do that. There are certain things that can't be a side hustle. It needs to be a full-time job, a full-time passion, a full-time yeah. career. And as you were saying that, I was thinking of you know the things I look for. And I probably do look for an overwhelming amount of optimism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, unwavering grit. Yeah. Well, and passion. Yeah. I think those are the key things. I, but to your point, male, female, African American, mm-hmm. Italian American, Polish, I don't really care, fill in the blank. Yeah. But if you've got those three things, at least you're starting off yeah. with a better chance of success in my industry. Right. Which might transcend to any industry. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you, you know, you could teach the skills. You know, that's what people say. I don't have any financial background or I don't exactly. So many of these things are teachable, Yeah, but it's that DNA, like what, you know, and I ask a lot of questions about, you know, what did your parents do? How were you raised? You know, that type of stuff to kind of see like, what was your environment? Like, what were the expectations of you? Were you, you know, did your mom have to wake you up 85 times in the morning to get up or did your alarm go off maybe once or twice and you got yourself out of bed? Are they hungry? Right. right. Are they hungry? Well, I mean, right? I'm always hungry, but usually for <laughs> usually lasagna. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But you know, and, and sometimes it just so happens that, you know, you'll say you get somebody from the inner city and and, and they are more hungry because oh, where, where where they come yeah. from, yeah, they are they're they're like super hyper focused on making a success. Yeah, making for, a difference. Rather and I'm from Pittsburgh, so I could say that. Rather from the privileged guy from Pittsburgh, right? Exactly. Because they're, maybe they're not as hungry, yes. right? And and so yeah, so and that ties into attitude, yep. right? The hunger and the attitude go hand in hand. Like you could see in somebody's eyes, like, oh my god, I'm going to do whatever it takes to succeed, right? And that's what you want because you can teach the skills. What did you know about mutual funds, you know, before you started your, your job, right? Like maybe a little bit. Well, see, so I'm the unique one. I went to yeah. college. And oh, I was a finance major. My God. I know. Yeah. See how you, you are unique. It goes back I to am. you. There are so many different layers of me. I'm like an onion. You are. You just keep peeling it back. Sometimes I make you cry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I, I, but I am not, I'm not the norm. Yeah. In my industry, I am the anomaly, which I find yep. interesting. Yeah. But I actually went to school like in numbers and money and finance. Yeah. So this was somewhat of a natural 
you know, progression well, for me. You, if somebody comes to you and they're not that skilled. But it's, you can teach you it. You can teach it. But to, if they've got a great attitude, like, you're going to be like, let's give this person a shot, right? 100%. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. I know. That's, you finished your wine and I did not. I so did. I, Would you, you like some more? No, you just keep yeah. talking. I'm going to drink. Yeah. So we talk about the bottle we're having. Mm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a very good Chianti Classico. It's San Felice, <laughs> Woo. which means uh, Saint Happy, right? Felice is happy, right? Perfect. So, so, so I feel happy. When are, is this like from your hometown? No. In fact, I almost bought uh, Sicilian wine today. See, but, uh, like I think we need to take yeah. an entrepreneurial trip to Sicily. Absolutely. I've been to Sicily four times. I've never been. And well, I would love to take you sometime. That'd be fun. I know exactly where to go. I've been See? all over Sicily. I, I am an expert on Sicily. And because Sicily has been conquered by the Greeks, the Romans, the Spanish, the Arabs, the Normans. And so apparently like, they need help. <laughs> they, have, they have been like the world, Europe's playground, right? They need right? a female leader. They need a female leader. The seminary <laughs> dynasty. Yes. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. No, but my, uh, my uh, father's family, um, Caltanissetta, which is a pretty big city, in Sicily, right in the center, right? Okay. And my mother's family is from this little tiny hilltop town called Polizzi Generosa. It's on the outskirts of the province of Palermo. Ooh, it's in these she mountains. found a city man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Polizzi Generosa, which literally means the generous police. So hey. I, maybe they were happy police. So, maybe. Yeah, nice, nice policemen. <sighs> so yeah, and I've been to both places and they're, they're fantastic. See, I've been to Venice, Florence, and Rome. Yeah, been there. Yeah. Assisi. Yeah, I haven't been there. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. But on my bucket list, which I am slowly chipping away You're at. Manifesting. I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to learn Italian. Yeah. I mean, I learned it when I went over there, and then when I came back, I lost it, because if you're yeah. not using it. Well, what are you doing to make it happen? CDs in the car every day, a little bit, 10 no, minutes a day? because I am... I never learned anything in the class. I'm a lab person. Yeah. I need to go out and practice it. I need to try it. I need to yeah. use it. I need to mess it up. And... If I can't find someone to do this with, yeah. it's hard for me to absorb it and actually, you know, make it a part of my life. How about from now on, uh, going forward, we only speak Italian to each other. That'll be a really quiet conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep pouring wine. <laughs> Buongiorno. Yes, that's it. Well, vino. There we go. <laughs> More wine. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go vino. 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 Ciao. Buongiorno. And vino. That's all you need. That's really all you need. Oh, ciao, Bella. I remember that. Well, you, probably a lot of men said that to you. That's why. Doesn't say hi, beauty. Hello, beautiful. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It sounds so much better in Italian. Ciao, what guy ever says hello, beautiful? Hello. They're yeah. like, sup, babe. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, hottie? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we Americanize it. We Americanize it. No, we need to go yeah. back to the Italian way. Absolutely. I'm only going to respond to Buongiorno. Buongiorno, Bella. Yep. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> All right, Dave. This was fun. Are we done already? I think you even excelled at some of your hobbies. I could go on forever. I know you could. So I, I didn't tell you at the beginning, but Dave's hobbies include family activities, reading, cooking, eating, exercise, and... Repeated attempts of humor. You got it. Yes. I used to be a stand-up comedian. That's why. Did you know that part, too? I think I did. I was a comedian uh, after college for a little while. Yeah. Went to Chicago, did stand-up, improv, all that stuff. Not that funny. Came back to Rochester, but I tried it. Hey, A for effort. Well, you should do a podcast on that. I could. Dave's stand-up If you Google oh, no. David Mamano's stand-up comedy, you'll, oh, no. you'll see my debut. It was 1989. I was in college, and it was, a, it was a funniest person in college contest. 
and it was my debut. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's going to be something I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just send a picture of me silently laughing. <laughs> yes, you should. There was, there was, I had some good ones. I had some, it was a good lesson for me though, because I was petrified, like hives, like oh, yeah. shaking. But I did it. It didn't kill me. It made me stronger. And it, it made me not only better, like public speaking on stage, et cetera, just in other areas of my life. Like if you could do, first of all, public speaking, get yeah. alone, let alone stand-up comedy. comedy. That's a whole other element. You could do a lot of other. It gives you confidence in like other areas of your life, for sure. Did people laugh? Yeah, thank God I had like most of my attorney brothers you there. You stacked totally, the deck and totally. paid them. <laughs> yeah, totally. And they were great. There was about 400 people in the audience. Which Are you serious? It. Oh, it was insane. And probably 40 of them were my fraternity brothers sitting up close. So Perfect. Yeah, it was great. Oh, well, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Absolutely. This and is fun. And you're doing great. I mean, what we did talk about the fact is you came to me about, I don't know, eight months ago. Yeah. Dave, I want to start a podcast. And uh, we met, I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight times. Yep. And I, I kind of coached you yep. on how to do it because I've had mine for three years. And, and you did it. You, this is your quote unquote side hustle. Yes. And I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you're, you. I'm so proud of you. You're, you're, I've been listening to your podcast. You're nailing it and you're doing it. You're executing it, right? And most people, um, the average person who starts a podcast, the average lasts 12 episodes. Oh. So you already. I are, feel like you're like, you're 15. Look at that. So you're already above and beyond. They only last 12 episodes? The average podcaster lasts 12 episodes. Why? They just run out of steam. They just, you know, they just lose interest. They lose focus. They just don't, they don't continue it. I mean, know? I'm not sure how many people actually listen, but I'm loving doing but this. It will build. It will build. I've been doing mine for almost three years. Right. And now I'm getting guests like Grant Cardone. I mean, I'm getting, you know, and I have over a hundred thousand listeners and we're going to, you know, my goal next is to bring it to a million downloads. I'm going to get there, but it's just the compound effect of you doing it time and time and time. Exactly. Like anything else. Why would someone only give it 12? I feel like yeah. there's a lot of startup effort to only they do 12 out. episodes. They peter out, you know? I can see that. Yeah. I could see but that. You're not going to. I'm not petering. Yeah. I want to be, I want to be a, uh, an encore guest for your hundredth episode. Oh, that'd be awesome. All right. Definitely. Can we agree on that? Definitely. Excellent. You bring the wine. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll bring the Sicilian wine. <gasps> Let's do it in Italy. Wow. Now you're talking. See? Now you're talking. Now you're talking. We're going to record it. From Sicily. I love it. On the coast, drinking wine and having cannoli. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. <laughs> this was awesome. It was just fun. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Much appreciated. All right, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your week. Tomorrow's Friday, and we will be back in about two weeks with another episode. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Hey, Tribe. Thanks for tuning in today. I hoped you loved these few minutes you got to separate from your tactical life to do something for yourself. Of course, we're on iTunes. But Instagram is our place of choice. Follow us there, listen to past episodes, or DM me at Gina Seminary. Make sure you kick some ass today. Love you.